0: Global Business News, 24 hours a day, at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks continue to trade near records. The S&P 500 index uh, heading toward a fifth week of gains. Equities are rebounding as some of the week's best performers are among the biggest contributors to today's climb. Microsoft and Biogen adding to their strongest weekly increases since at least March. S&P 500 index is up now by 8 points to 21.73, a gain of 4 tenths of 1%. We are brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit sectorspdrs.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. Dow Industrials up 35, a gain of 2 tenths of 1%. NASDAQ up 26 to 5100, a gain of 5 tenths of 1%. Gold down seven fifty the ounce to thirteen twenty-three, a drop of six-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Talbot, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio.
1: Shares of General Electric are down about 1.9%. General Electric selling fewer locomotives and less oil field equipment. Global uncertainty taking its toll on the demand for big-ticket industrial products. Here to tell us more about the results of these industrial companies is Karen Ubelhardt. Karen is our industrials analyst for Bloomberg Intelligence providing unique and real time research and context in a variety of industries as well as market and government factors that affect businesses our terminal customers can access this function by just typing b I go on the Bloomberg Karen, thank you very much for for spending time and then uh, tell me about GE boy this is uh, it's not the same GE that it was a decade ago by any means what's going on at GE?
2: Uh, I think they're having the same problem that everybody is having at this point in industrial land. Is that they had a, a negative, uh, another tough quarter in terms of organic growth. It was down one percent, as it was in the first quarter. Uh, the confusion in GE is that the company maintained an organic growth rate of two to four percent, and first half they're down one percent. Where's the growth going to come from? And most of the end markets that they participate in, we are not looking at a you know, and an even a modest growth environment for a lot of uh, a lot of the equipment. So there's skepticism around. Why didn't you just lower your organic growth rate?
1: Um, but, but they didn't because they said that they that the best estimate is – and this is from uh, Jeff Bornstein, the chief financial officer. He said – the best estimate is, as you described, the second half will be better than the first half, but that still reflects a world that's pretty difficult.
2: Uh, their way, everything weighs on, uh, their power business. They, uh, their, um, big turbines, they're going to be shipping, uh, 60% of them in the second half. Basically, that's what he, ex- they, that, that they said is going to drive a bounce in organic growth, which, by the way, they need f- over 5% to make their full year number. Uh, they've got to ship an awful lot of, uh, uh turbines to make up that number. Oil and gas comparisons might be a little bit easier as well, but we're talking big declines in oil and gas as well. I I think it's going to be a stretch.
1: All right. Well, oil and gas is not something you necessarily think about with general electric except for let's say the last maybe three to four years mm-hmm. correct
2: yeah they uh, acquired into uh, they always had a turbine business some of which went into energy but then they acquired into uh, a number of businesses to get more involved in the uh, in the production end of it as well and those orders are down 35 percent and sales are down uh you know over 20 percent and they have long lead time stuff so they didn't see it as early as some of the oil service type guys now but now they're starting to see double-digit revenue declines and margins are cut in half and and we're not done with that decline. Um, there is some good news. The aerospace business is, is doing okay. The healthcare care business is doing okay. Um, but the big, ugly uh, equipment is, uh, you know, is really going to be stretched. And, and the global economy isn't going to give them any help.
1: Turn your attention now. Tell us what's going on with Honeywell.
2: Uh, Honeywell, I think, was down today because, you know, they've been a, guy, a a company that can just beat on, you know, slightly better organic growth than, than other companies and always get it in margin. Well, they had a disappointing organic growth, uh, um, quarter as well, and they lowered their organic growth number to barely growth from 1 to 2% to 1%. And they're starting to, you can start to see, in my opinion, that they're starting to push on a string. They ha- just don't have enough volume either. They, and, and, uh, they are one that has beat Consistently. Now they did raise the lower end of their not their number uh, their estimate because they beat by a couple of cents, but uh, I think they're teetering a little bit here too, and they've squeezed a lot out on the margin side. They probably have some more, but I think we're getting to the latter stages of that. They all need a little bit of top line to really get the story going, and and both of them have been good stocks. So that's the problem with with S and P up two percent, industrials up eight. They were both up fifteen twenty percent, and you got to deliver if you're if you, you're that out ahead of everybody else. Well, as you so. say,
1: Honeywell, the share is down about two and a half percent today year to date. They're up about eleven and a half percent. Honeywell, uh, and its disparate businesses, will they be better? Separated into different units?
2: Uh, well, you know, they just announced that they are going to split um, one of their businesses uh, into two units. It, it actually was two units, and they folded it together. Now they're right, taking they it put it back, they're yeah. it apart again. Yeah, I mean, the theory of these companies is that diversity does um, lower your volatility. And, in fact, that's true. I mean, look at them compared to Caterpillar, right? I mean, Caterpillar's in single, deep, cyclical businesses. Um, I think the portfolio, you know, can fit under the, you know, uh, definition of a multi-industrial. Um, but they, do, they have identified businesses. Businesses are going to grow faster, and they're going to do a lot of M and A in that. So the composition of the company uh, may may change. You know, aerospace may be a little bit less because they're growing in other businesses. Um, I think the picture fits um, in a co- in a company that wants to be have smoother, you know, sales and earnings streams. So,
1: well, and looking at the sales increase at Honeywell what you 're talking really about is the acquisitions that were made by that automation and control solutions unit right
2: yeah yeah that that re- that that really helped and um, and they 're going to do they clearly said today you know they 're still not done they 've got eight billion dollars if they keep to buy more um, that 's before cash if they keep the current leverage that they have, but they can you know they can leverage a little bit more too, so they 're going to keep using acquisitions, I think to help them a little bit, but Elster and some of the safety products. Uh, those are gonna be good businesses for them going ahead. Um, I don't think they're bad businesses with big margin opportunity like you have at Alstom, cause they bought decent businesses, but they've got probably a little bit of growth profile, and uh, you know, I think they, they can help offset, uh, you know, some of the slowdown in more, in, in more of the mature markets. Well,
1: I'm glad you mentioned Alstom, and that's the GE, uh, engineering purchase. Can you give us any details about how that's working out
2: uh, that's actually um on the synergy basis they're actually a little bit ahead They're about break even this year They expect to get a nickel in earnings um they're they're doing a little better on the on the cost side. You really can't see it yet, but they may, they actually um uh, you know, did a little bit, made a little bit of money net with the cost savings this quarter. I think they were expected to still lose in the second quarter and then do better in the second half. There's a lot to fix there. And, uh, GE's a good operator. I think, I think they'll pull that off. Plus just, you know, they have 34% of their sales are parts and service, GE's it's forty two, forty three percent. That's a, a margin opportunity just by putting all some uh, product through the GE parts uh, service business, which is a great business. So that's almost some. They don't even have to fix that; they just have to, you know, sell more parts. Uh, and then, of course, there's a lot to do internally to improve it because we know it was not a particularly well run company. Um, and it does fit, you know, it does fill an itch, fill a product hole for them in that business. So. I actually like the deal, and I think over time it will pay off.
1: I just want to uh, note that, you know, when we're talking about Honeywell, that the split is the home and building technology business and the safety and productivity solutions business. The description that you're offering for GE as well as Honeywell, can that be applied to all of these big industrial companies around the world? I mean, is everyone suffering the same thing? Yes.
2: Uh, the only uh, one exception I would say is uh, companies that have a little bit more consumer exposure are doing a little bit better. Uh, ITW has about 60% of sales tied to consumer. Illinois Tool Works. Yes, yes, like food, equipment, auto. Uh, believe it or not, their auto aftermarket business is growing very nicely. So they're insulated a little bit from some of these heavy, deep, you know, capital goods type businesses. Businesses, everybody else. I mean, and their organic growth isn't terrific. It's just a little better. But uh, this global economy is—we're not getting any help anywhere. The one area industrials in industrials that was okay is the, the North American construction business, and now that's starting to show signs of getting tired. The growth rate there is slowing as well.
1: United Technologies suffering the same issues.
2: Yes. Yes. Um, They've got a big, you know, they've got a big uh, construction business as well with Carrier and uh, their Otis elevator business, although that's hurt more by China than anything, but it's really hard to get excited about most of these industrial end markets. So
1: if you can't get in, uh, excited about them, do you think that the Federal Reserve is also watching the performance of these companies in order to gauge perhaps interest rate policy?
2: I, you know, they're certainly a factor. They're all on the Fed, you know, the Fed, you know, committees that they I know uh, Honeywell they talk to regularly. Um, but the consumer seems to be doing a little bit better. And, you know, they're actually a bigger part of the economy. So I think as long as the consumer looks like he's getting incrementally better, they will be a Little, they won't be quite as worried about the industrial
1: Danaher Eaton also falling into the same category I know we're going to get the results from uh, Danaher yeah. uh, next week
2: Danaher has changed their profile so significantly by getting rid of those industrial businesses that they have a big medical health care component they have some industrial businesses but again they're growthier like digital printing things like that so they're kind of a different story they they should they should grow um, you know better than these traditional multis. Um, Eaton is, is, has had a problem with uh, organic growth. They've uh, got a huge electrical exposure, and they have a truck exposure, which isn't in and of itself that big, but it's down 25%. So uh, a deep cyclical like that can hurt when nothing else is able to offset it. So, yeah, I think we're going to have the same problem there.
1: want to thank you very much. It's not great news, but I want to thank <laughs> you for illuminating it nonetheless. Uh, Karen Jubelhart is the Industrials Analyst for Bloomberg Intelligence giving us details on General Electric, Honeywell, and the industrial sector. Of course, Bloomberg Intelligence provides real-time research and context on a variety of industries. Terminal customers can access this function at B.I. Go. This is Bloomberg.